Evening prayer begins on page 21. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Let the whole earth stand in awe of him. Dearly beloved brethren, the scripture moveth us in sundry places to acknowledge and confess our manifold sins and wickedness, and that we should not dissemble nor cloak them before the face of Almighty God our Heavenly Father, but confess them with an humble, lowly, penitent, and obedient heart, to the end that we may obtain forgiveness of the same, by his infinite goodness and mercy, and although we ought at all times humbly to acknowledge our sins before God, yet ought we chiefly so to do, when we assemble and meet together to render thanks for the great benefits that we have received at his hand, to set forth his most worthy praise, to hear his most holy word, and to ask those things which are requisite and necessary as well for the body as the soul. Wherefore I pray and beseech you, as many as are here present, to accompany me with a pure heart and humble voice under the throne of the heavenly grace, saying, Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins, and serve thee with a quiet mind, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be world without end. Praise ye. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 67 begins on page 418, and then we'll skip to Psalm 93 on page 457. God be merciful unto us and bless us, and show us the light of his countenance, and be merciful unto us. That thy way may be known upon earth, thy saving health among all nations. Let the peoples praise thee, O God, yea, let all the peoples praise thee. O let the nations rejoice and be glad, for thou shalt judge the full righteousness and govern the nations let, upon earth. Let the peoples praise thee, O God, yea, let all the peoples praise thee. Then shall the earth bring forth her increase, and God, even our own God, shall give us his blessing. God shall bless us, and all the ends of the world shall fear him. 
The Lord is king and hath put on glorious apparel. The Lord hath put on his apparel and girded himself with strength. He hath made the round world so sure that it cannot be moved. Ever since the world began hath thy seat been prepared. Thou art from everlasting. The floods are risen, O Lord. The floods have lift up their voice. The floods lift up their waves. The waves of the sea are mighty and rage horribly, but yet the Lord, who dwelleth on high, is mightier. Thy testimonies, O Lord, are very sure. Holiness becometh thine house forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 34th chapter of the book of Ecclesiasticus. The senseless have vain and false hopes, and dreams give wings to fools. As one who catches at a shadow and pursues the wind, so is anyone who believes in dreams. What is seen in dreams is but a reflection, the likeness of a face looking at itself. From an unclean thing, what can be clean? And from something false, what can be true? Divinations and omens and dreams are unreal, and like a woman in labor, the mind has fantasies. Unless they are sent by intervention from the Most High, pay no attention to them. For dreams have deceived many, and those who put their hope in them have perished. Without such deceptions the law will be fulfilled, and wisdom is complete in the mouth of the faithful. An educated person knows many things, and one with much experience knows what he's talking about. An inexperienced person knows few things, but he that has traveled acquires much cleverness. I have seen many things in my travels, and I understand more than I can express. I have often been in danger of death, but have escaped because of these experiences. The spirit of those who fear the Lord will live, for their hope is in him who saves them. Those who fear the Lord will not be timid, or play the coward, for he is their hope. Happy is the soul that fears the Lord. To whom does he look, and who is his support? The eyes of the Lord are on those who love him, a mighty shield and strong support, a shelter from scorching wind, and a shade from noonday sun, a guard against stumbling, and a help against falling. He lifts up the soul and makes the eyes sparkle. He gives health and life and blessing. If one sacrifices ill-gotten goods, the offering is blemished. The gifts of the lawless are not acceptable. The Most High is not pleased with the offerings of the ungodly, nor for a multitude of sacrifices does he forgive sins. Like one who kills a son before the father's eyes is the person who offers a sacrifice from the property of the poor. The bread of the needy is the bread of the poor. Whoever deprives them of it is a murderer. To take away a neighbor's living is to commit murder. To deprive an employee of wages is to shed blood. When one builds and another tears down, what do they gain but hard work? When one prays and another curses, to whose voice will the Lord listen? If one watches, washes after touching a corpse and touches it again, what has been gained by washing? 
So if someone fasts for his sins and goes again and does the same things, who will listen to his prayer? And what has he gained by humbling himself? Here endeth the first lesson. Together the Magnificat on page 26. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the nineteenth verse of the sixth chapter of the Gospel according to St. Matthew. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The lamp of the body is the eye. If, therefore, your eye is good, your whole body will be full of life. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If, therefore, the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Here endeth the second lesson. Together, Nuke Demidus on page 28. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. 
Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us, and take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty and everlasting God, give unto us the increase of faith, hope, and charity, and that we may obtain that which thou dost promise. Make us to love that which thou dost command, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, Give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Page here of notes. Here we go. Um, you might notice um, that I did the um, the call to prayer, and I, I did the one that's just below the um, or just above the prayer, and it's um, um, kind of a well, it's a, it's an inner, it's a it's kind of like we do on Sunday, but it's calling us to prayer. And it's reminding us that we're obtaining forgiveness and that we're coming before God. And um, did a class on liturgy and the, and the prayer book, and and that was brought up as one of the things that is rarely used, but something that we need to remember. So I've tried. If I can, I'm going to try to do that once a week. So we just remember that our our task is to uh, worship God and to hear His Word and let Him ha have His his spirit to work in our lives. So that's that's why I've done that a few times. You might have noticed it or not. And if you haven't, go ahead and take a look at it. It's on page 25 when you have a chance. So Psalm 67 starts with a really well-known and oft-repeated prayer and blessing. Uh, in our prayer book, it says, God be merciful unto us and bless us and show us the light of his countenance and be merciful unto us. In the New King James, it's God be merciful to us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us. I think it's a really good prayer to maybe um, keep and memorize, and it's just something that you can repeat to yourself. And uh, sometimes when we start to have anxious thoughts, it's good to remember something, and that's a little shorter than some others, and it just kind of gets us refocused. 
Um, so the rest of the psalm is a response to the blessing of God, which is praise. And in verses 3 and 5, it says, Let the people praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. So when it gets repeated, that means it's important. And so it's important for us to praise God. And it ends with a confident statement of God's blessing. God shall bless us and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. So when we have a promise like that and a confident statement, that's what we can live in and stand steadfast in. In Psalm 93, we see God presented as a king clothed in majesty. It says, the Lord reigns, he is clothed with majesty. And then it describes the power of the water, the floods, and the floods are always uh, considered because a flood out, goes outside the boundaries of, the, of its um, banks. And so it becomes powerful. And so the floods are described. And the conclusion is that the Lord is mightier. It says the Lord on high is mightier than the noise of many waters, than the mighty waves of the sea. And so it helps us just remember who we're praising and uh, helps that helps it bring it to mind so we realize who God is and who we are in relation to him. So then in Ecclesiasticus, we see the wise man is more likely to prosper than a fool. And he says wisdom comes from living. He uses the word traveling, but I was thinking we travel through life, and the more we, we travel, the more wisdom we seem to get. It reminds me of a young man who was interviewing with a president of a corporation and the young man asked the president at the end, he says, I want to be with like you. I want, I want a job like yours. What do I have to do? And he says, you need, you need to make good decisions. He goes, how do I learn to do that? And he says, experience. And he goes, what does that mean? He goes, make bad decisions. So we learn as we make our bad decisions and we move and, and hopefully learn not to repeat them. But that's part of the traveling and the wisdom of having had to do it before. And then in verse 14, it says, the spirit of those who fear the Lord will live and their hope is in him who saves them. The fear of the Lord will not be timid or play the coward, for he is their hope. Their hope. And then in seven, verse 17, it says, Happy is the soul that fears the Lord. And I think we have to remember fear is, is often used, and a, a lot of times the, weird, the word fear is, is uh, subs well, our translation, maybe a better word would be awe, the awe of the Lord, or the worship of, the understanding of who, who God is. And so... Ecclesiastes is about a choice between being a fool or being a wise man. And so in Matthew, we see a continuation of the choice of wisdom over the choice of foolishness. And Jesus said, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So it seems from this that we have a, a choice, that we choose the treasure of God or we choose to follow the treasure of the world, and our heart will go there, there too. Um, three times in this passage, Jesus says, do not worry. And one time he asks, why do you worry? And instead he says, um, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. So I believe we have habits. We go into the future and we take a bad possible outcome, bring it to the present so that it can rot the present experience. And we call that anxiety. And some people tell me you cannot avoid bad thoughts or anxiety, and I agree. But we're not called to live in them and ruminate on them. We are called uh, to manage them. And so how do we manage them? We acknowledge them. Yes, that could happen. And then we move to a different thought. Yes, that can happen, but it's not as likely, and it would be a waste of time to think about it now. And thank you, Lord, that I do not need to worry. Instead, I will turn it over to God and continue living in my prayer and my life in the present. Um, this is what 
Jesus wants for us, and it's what Jesus commands from us, is to not worry. And this is this change in our attitude isn't going to happen in a flash or because we made a, a conscious decision not to worry. We have to train ourselves, and we've trained ourselves to, to worry. Um, it's a really interesting thought. I'll just say it real quick. But sometimes we worry and things work out well, and then subconsciously we think it worked out well because we worried, so we continue to worry. But instead, we're to train ourselves in faith and, and prayer and, and instead, seek the things, seek ye first the kingdom of God, as Jesus said. So we must choose the wise way instead of the fool's way if we're going to be wise instead of a fool. And that, again, is a command that we do that. So I'd like to continue. We're going to continue with the intercession. But before that, I'm going to skip to page 595. And in the chat bar, you'll see the prayer for trustfulness. And I would like to pray that and then go to the intercession. Uh, this prayer has been really important to me. Uh, I remember getting on an airplane once. It used to scare me, and I had three-by-five cards with this prayer. And Nina turned over and said, are you nervous? And I handed her a three-by-five card. And I said, nope, to dread nothing but the loss of thee. And that was a good flight, so that's, that's how I fly now. But let, let's do this prayer together. O most loving Father, who willest us to give thanks for all things, to dread nothing but the loss of thee, and to cast all our care on thee who cares for us. Preserve us from faithless fears and worldly anxieties, and grant that no clouds of this mortal life may hide from us the light of that love which is immortal, and which thou hast manifested unto us in thy Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Intercession on page 590. And accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and as many may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings temporal and spiritual upon all thy relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time, and especially those who are struggling with physical illness and sickness, and especially Father Kevin and his back. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities, for his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Really great to be with you this evening. It's hard to imagine that... Um, we're going to be going into the 15th Sunday in Trinity tomorrow. <laughs> thank, thank you, Deacon Bob. Thank you. Thank you, Robert. Thank you, Robert. Robert, good job. Thank you both. Have a good evening. <laughs>